0: All right. I'm
1: live once again, guys. You know, they uh, interrupted our connection. So hopefully this looks better. So I'm looking for brothers and sisters to actually tell me uh, whether or not this looks okay. But this is what we're going back to. So we're getting right back into it concerning the core beliefs of the new age. Okay. So this one here says, these are the common beliefs. It says, while the new age movement is not an organization, An organized religion, those who identify with it often hold a collection of similar, if electric beliefs or eclectic beliefs, I'm sorry. It says new ages are united in their rejection of traditional monotheism, the belief in one all powerful God. They instead uh, embrace monism, the belief that everything is one and pantheism. The belief that God is in everything In fact, when it comes to God, New Agers believe that uh, the self is the seat of the divine. That is, there is no God aspect within each of us. A tiny sliver of God is in every person. So, this is where they're doing. This is what they're doing is they're trying to say that God is in everything, and everything is in God. Now, is there some truth to that? Absolutely. But the way that these people are taking it is, they're bringing it to a place where they want people to believe that you don't need to worship God. If I were to worship a plant and I worship God at the same time, that would be equal. If I just worship a tree, I am worshiping God. If I'm into Shintoism, Buddhism, if I worship myself or my pets or another person to those people, that is equivalent to worshiping God. So there's no need to rely on a God. All you've got to do is worship something that this God-like force created. And that's as good as worshiping God. But we know as Christians, we're supposed to be in that place of giving all things over to the Lord and trusting in him and relying on him because that's what it's truly about, a relationship between the created and the creator. All right? So anyway, it says, moreover, everyone has a responsibility to develop his own or his or or her own God aspect. New Age groups encourage individual human evolution to increase awareness of this divine nature. This does not refer to biological evolution, but rather a spiritual evolution, a progressive awareness of the, um, of the self as divine. This need, for, um, this need for and possibility of personal spiritual transformation is the foundational part of the name. Uh, Other frequently uh, held New Age beliefs include the idea that the spiritual realm is responsible for much of what we see and experience in the physical world, as well as the notion that development of one's own innate or innate uh, divinity will lead to global transformation and world harmony, belief in reincarnation, the ability to access The spiritual realm, the spiritual explanations of physical suffering are also common because they even believe, hey, Coach P, but you know, they even believe that this whole thing has everything to do with, you know, what we choose or, you know, what we choose to believe in karma. If you go to India, you'll find out that a lot of the people that are in karma, I mean, that believe in karma, they'll walk past somebody that's homeless and beat down and Falling down in dirty water, and they'll say to themselves, "The reason that person is in that position is because that's the kind of energy that they brought out." So you see, the devil also promotes—you know—you reap what you sow, but it's very different. You know, it's it's more to a place of not even caring about or loving your neighbor. So the devil wants to twist everything that we believe in, and you know, the the devil is making it about themselves. He's telling them that they're gods so that they can turn away from the one true God. As you can see, the serpent has not changed his tricks. This is called practices of the New Age movement. Since there is no formal organization and most religions or rituals occur privately, New Age practices are very widely, um, New Age practices very widely. Uh, from individual to individual. However, new age customs can be broken down into two categories, occult practices and humanistic practices. Occult practices involve uh, contacting the spirit world and accessing the spiritual dimension, often through altered consciousness. Uh, This includes channeling, crystal work, tarot card reading, astrology, and various forms of spiritual healing. Humanistic uh, practices are those focused on self-sufficiency, self-improvement, and the development of of the God element uh, within the self. Some examples are yoga, uh, meditation strategies, uh, studying new age texts, creating a positive environment, and communing with nature. Many new age groups believe in alternative scientific systems and natural or spiritual healing practices. Alternative medical practices like acupuncture, chiropractic adjustment, natural foods and herbal remedies are common. So as you can see guys, this thing is very broad, but they're talking about a lot of the things that they believe in and what they're for. So now we're gonna get into a little of scripture because it's time and let's go into 1 John 4, and let's look at verse 1. 1 John chapter 4, look at verse 1. But you see, all of this just sounds wonderful. If you look at people who actually do yoga, even though it's not of the Lord, because yoga itself means to yoke. So what does it mean to yoke with whom? With the Hindu goddess, which is Kali, Okay, that will, she's the goddess of death, which is really another demon of Satan's. But you see, this is what yoga lends you to. So all of the yoga movements and the lotus position and all these different things that they do, all that has something to do with the movement and the worship of the Hindu goddess Kali, okay? So we've got to be clear on what we're in. And that's why we're going to get this little warning here in First John chapter 4 and verse 1. But you see how our God never just leads us into, guys, just have fun, just love everybody and do all the things that you wanna do. That's not the God we serve. The God we serve is yes, I love you, but I also want you to see that you got a devil walking around here, transformed as an angel of light that is seeking to devour every single individual. So our God doesn't just puff you up and then throw your brain out the window no, he tells you the truth and he makes aware to you the things that are going on so that you can be saved. Look at 1 John 4, look at verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits to test them whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know we the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now is already in the world. Now, you know, if it was in the world then, I mean, it's knocking at the doors right now because he's telling you, don't trust the spirit. But don't, you know, you got to be careful because you got to test it. If it confesses Christ, then it's of God. But one thing we got to make clear of too is, and we're going to get further into that, when Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you, for many will come in my name saying I am Christ and shall deceive many, then we got to understand that Lucifer or Satan, whatever name they want to call him, he calls himself Christ too, okay? He also wants to be the Christ. He also wants to grab the title as the anointed one, And you want to know something funny too, guys. I'm not a racist by any means, but when we get into these ascended masters and these individuals that actually anchor the new age and they're the ones telling people all this ridiculous stuff, you're going to find that there is an individual called the Christ and his name is Esau Sananda Emmanuel. And he looks just like the white Jesus that is in every church that you can think about. And the reason I'm bringing this up is, is not because I'm trying to debate whether or not Jesus was white or black, but you see, if the New Agers have put that thing in their churches, and that's what they think Jesus looks like, even though Jesus himself never ever sat down for a portrait. Okay, but this is their image. You're gonna find this Esau Sananda Emmanuel looks just like this character. So imagine what happens when this being decides to, you know, descend and tells everyone, I'm your God. You know how many people are gonna get caught up in a delusion believing that that is Jesus? That's why we've got to know the Lord for real and not get caught up in this foolishness because look at what he says next. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you see how that can sound kind of similar to what the new ages believe, but we're not talking about the greatness in you. We're talking about Christ in you. We're talking about walking in the same spirit that Jesus Christ walked in, that you can overcome the world, not become one with it. Look at verse 10. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. You guys want to know something interesting, too, and this is going to be key. And Pastor Price touched on this a few weeks ago. But you see, this is so important when it comes down to the new age because. You know, a lot of them will paint fancy pictures and tell you things. But, you know, Pastor Price mentioned, and this is so true, that if you want to know if something is of God or not, it's going to do one thing and it's going to lead you back to the world. It's going to tell you about your spiritual enlightenment that you can have here. It's not going to believe in eternal life. It's not going to believe in heaven. It's not going to believe in hell. It's going to talk about your utopia in the here and now. And why would that be? because Satan himself is the God of this world. So he wants to keep you here. He doesn't want to make you think about Jesus. He wants you to have your spirituality on earth. But why did he tell us this? Look at verse six. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. So as you can see, if they're of the world, they're gonna speak of the world. When you preach the gospel to people, The Bible tells us that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel, which is the image of Christ should shine unto them. If Jesus Christ doesn't intervene, people are gonna be stumbling around in darkness. And this is why when you preach the gospel to a new ager, they really can't hear you because they're blind. So we've got to bombard heaven. We've got to pray and fast with people. We've got to cast out demons. We've got to come in the power of Christ to overcome a stronghold. But you see, this is why the devil gets people addicted to that syrupy gospel. He gets you addicted to the sugar-coated gospel because all these things sound good. So the devil is really giving you a dopamine rush. He's filling you full of sugar, you know, because he knows that with sugar, you're not gonna grow up you will not be able to face reality. So when you approach a new age with the gospel, you're trying to get them out of the fantasy that the devil has painted them in. And that's why you'll find in many cases, even with these so-called Christians, when you tell them about heaven or hell, when you tell them about Jesus Christ, when you tell them they need to be saved, and and the first thing they'll say is, man, let me just live my life. I don't even wanna talk about this. Why? Because they're caught up in the fantasy of the world. And that's what the new age religion is all about. So he says, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So you see, error itself is a spirit that many of these people flock to. And when they get caught up in that, you know, it's hard to pull them out. I managed to get to my friend Melissa at the time that I did, you know, and tell her what, what I had to tell her. But man, it took like 10 months. It took like 10 months of being around her just for her to eventually hear the truth because she was so caught up in, you know, the light and the love and all these different things that I had to, you know, I just stuck with her. And she said, you know what? I'm not even going to want to even be around you, okay, because of the fact that you want to keep talking about Jesus. And I remember when I used to mention it to her, it was like this irritation that you can just feel the irritation of the demon that had her bound. So one day, man, I just kept pressing and poking and she said, we're not going to be friends anymore. We're not going to talk if if you're going to keep going with it. And I was like, all right, all right, I promise I'm going to stop. And I said that line, okay, so Lord, forgive me. But what I did do is continue to be her friend and be around her and pump the gospel. Little ideas, little things. So finally, it was like an episode of Green Eggs and Ham. She got to the place where it was like, so what's so going on so important in my life that I can't give Jesus a a try? And she eventually did. And you know what, the Lord flooded in and now, you know she's doing the will of the lord she's singing the gospel doing everything you know and she's serving the lord today but you see you've got to be persistent with these people i know we're not supposed to cast our pearls before swine but man it's like you've got to find a way in and there is still no guarantee that they will believe it unless they recognize that they've been lied to and that's what began to happen to melissa you know it was like the um the logic just stop matching up. It stopped making sense because the Lord was coming in and giving her the mind of Christ that she would eventually believe and serve Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's why we got to be careful because you see, if we don't accept the Spirit of Truth, the next thing we will go into is the Spirit of Error, and that's why the Bible tells us, "Who is a liar, but he that believeth not that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that believeth not." in the father or the son. This is a very real spirit that pushes people into delusion and keeps people from serving the one true God. Now you remember as we read what the new ages believe, they're into tarot cards, they're into spirit guides, they're into all these different things that they think are helping them to reach a spiritual level of enlightenment. So what I'm gonna do now is expose what the Bible says about every single one of their beliefs because they've got to get to the place of knowing the truth that they can serve the Lord. Hey, Sister Teresa in Texas. So, anyway, let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter uh, 18 and let's look at verse 9. Deuteronomy 18 and 9 covers the whole occult and what God thinks of it. And what New ages don't understand either is a lot of these things can make you sick and give you, you know, disease because you're hanging around demons i got a teaching coming up on what demons do and how they attack different areas of the body. But when you submit yourself to demons, they can put all kinds of sickness and infection on you. And I'll tell you another thing they do. The people that we're getting ready to talk about tonight, okay, about these people that were heavy in the occult, every single one of them, including, you know, um, Helena Blavatsky, uh, Alice Bailey. What's the other guy? Uh, The Beast. Uh, Alistair Crowley, every single one of these new agers have lost their minds. They have all gone crazy because when you fool around with demons thinking you're having fun, they will take you out. The only solution that we can have to deal with this is Jesus Christ. So let's look at Deuteronomy 18. Look at verse nine. He says, when thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. So we're going to read what these abominations are. He says, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. So some people will ask, is abortion itself a part of the occult? Absolutely. When you abort your children, you sacrifice them over to demons, And that needs to be recanted and broken in the blood and name of Jesus Christ to depart from a spirit of murder. But one of the practices they would do back then was they would take a newborn baby, put it on the white hot hands of a statue called Moloch that was in the Valley of Hinnom, south of Jerusalem, that would have the white hot hands burning all day. These people thought by giving over their children that they would have gain. And somehow they would be blessed by their gods. It's the same reason people commit abortions today. I'm not ready to have a kid. I'm in school. I can't afford one. So if I just get rid of the baby, now I can afford to live my life. It's the same concept. So that's what they mean by passing through the fire. Or that use of divination. Divination itself is fortune telling. That's what the tarot cards and all those things were about. If you've ever had your palm red, okay, by somebody even cracking jokes or even doing things like, I'm going to read your fortune, you need to repent of that and get set free in Jesus Christ that you won't have anything to do with that. Because that spirit of divination is fortune telling. And a lot of that is going on in the church and not prophecy, which we're going to cover. A lot of people tell me, oh, the Lord told me this to tell you. And they're nothing more but diviner. So we're going to find out about what true prophets are too, because a lot of this stuff is running rampant. So that's what divination is. It's a fortune teller or an observer of times. An observer of times is astrology. Okay, that's when you start looking for your fortune in the stars. That's not astronomy. Astronomy is the study of the stars. Astrology is seeking your fortune with the stars. What sign are you, you know? what, uh, what's your moon sign? What's your sun sign? I'm a Gemini. I'm a Taurus. You know, I realize on certain days, these things will happen. All of that has to do with uh, astrology and the observers of times. Okay. The next is, or an enchanter. What is an enchanter? That's a hypnotist. A lot of people have gone into this transcendental meditation Listening to people tell them to breathe in and out and to think these thoughts and to receive certain things. You got a lot of hypnotists in Vegas that'll go and turn you into a chicken and make you think you're one. This is real. The occult deals heavy in this. They even deal with as far as, you know, MK Ultra and all this stuff. This all goes under enchantment. Don't let anybody lead you into some type of seance into opening up yourself and doing all these things, and you don't even know what spirit is coming in. Stay away from that. Or a witch. A witch is someone that deals in witchcraft. That's pretty much what it is. They cast spells. They pretty much do everything you see here on the list, you know, but that's a witch, a manipulator, okay? And um, it says, or a charmer. Now, this is where it can get really touchy for people, so you've got to be aware. I know a lot of us have friends. You know, we may have some that we knew in our lives that were unsaved. And we would sometimes, you know, somebody might've been to Africa and they bring back a necklace for you. You know, some people believe that I'm a Christian so I got to put on a crucifix, you know, and I'll put the crucifix on and somehow I'll feel holier. Let me tell you something. When you're dealing with charmers, you don't know if these things are demonically charged or not. Do not read fortune cookies, okay? Because that's got nothing to do with the Lord. Get rid of that farmer's almanac that you believe that they're giving you all that. All that wisdom comes from the wisdom of demons. Okay, so be careful when someone gives you a lucky penny or rabbit's foot or any particular charms, because a lot of these things are demonically charged. Derek Prince once told the story of how um, there was one woman who had a daughter that was very sick. She took her daughter to a a fortune teller, okay, and the person gave her a charm to put around her neck, and it told her that if she did this, that her child would get well. So the mother, being ignorant to the occult, put the charm around her daughter, and her daughter did, in fact, get well. But her mother felt like something was wrong, so she took the charm off and opened it, and there was a little note in there from the devil that said, Satan, please keep this girl well until her soul burns in hell. And you see, that's exactly how the devil works. This is how he will fatten you up for the kill. He'll tell you any little joyous or happy tale that you want to hear. He will not give you the gospel or the truth because he can't tell the truth. Jesus says when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own because he is a liar and he is the father of it. So, you know, be careful with charms. Don't even let somebody, when you're pregnant, take a chain and put it over you, okay? And talking about if it rocks back and forth, it's a boy. If it goes around in circles, it's a girl. I have seen people have some of the worst problems concerning their childbirth or even uh, being able to have children. Don't let people tell fortunes over you because that can bring a barren womb or the child can have other issues later on. So you got to stay away from all that superstitious garbage, because these things are birthed in hell. So Anyway, where am I? He said a, a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits. This is what you got to be careful with, too, because I'm not too sure we're going to have time today, but I will make time when you talk about familiar spirits. The Bible tells us to be um, away from these things, okay? You're not supposed to be You know, King Saul did this. He ran after the witch of Endor because he would not wait on the Lord. And all that eventually happened to him was he found himself being doomed because he believed in the lie that the serpent told him. All right. So a consultant with familiar spirits, a familiar spirit is a demon. That's what a lot of these people believe in. And they call them spirit guides. You'll always hear in the new age. No, the guides told me to do this. So this is what I've done but we know that our God don't work in secret like that. Okay, the Bible tells us to test the spirits. Spirit gods and and ascended masters are demons. We're gonna go into that. So if you're not hearing from Christ or you're not sure, you need to test the spirit to see where it comes from. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? And you know what you realize with most of these demons? They'll say the one that you call Christ. They can't really say his name and when they do, they always demean him. You're going to find out with these ascended masters that they're all divine gods in their own right, but when it comes to Jesus, they always demean him, and that's why, you know, I don't have to be full of Hebrew-Israelite doctrine to know that that's a part of the new age and what lies they're telling. This is one thing that all false religions share in common. They all demean Jesus to the, to the, um, To the uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, Jesus is not God. To the Mormons, he's just Michael the Archangel. He's Lucifer's spirit brother. That's what they believe. You know, They'll always tell you, even in oneness Pentecostalism, and I don't care who don't like this, that I said it. They all say, well, God the Father, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, they're all one. You see where this oneness mess comes from? You see why they're pushing that oneness Pentecostalism? Because you know, the devil can't account for him showing up without the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ. So they're going to lump everything in one, so that they can serve one man who is going to call himself Christ. But they all demean Jesus Christ, every single one of them. Muslims, Jesus has no um, no uh, oh, God has no sons. They'll tell you that. And then when you get to Catholics, what do they tell you? Oh well, you know, um, Jesus is Jesus, but. Mary is who we go to because she's the queen of heaven. And she was also immaculately conceived. You see, they all demean Jesus Christ and every single religion I just named, they're all a part of the new age. Every single one of them, this is how they are. They deceive people. They get people into all types of false things. Okay, so we know about the consulter with familiar spirits. We've got to be aware of what these things are or a wizard, that's a male witch, and it says, or a necromancer. Necromancers are those who consort with the dead, okay? You ever hear like um, in the uh, movie Ghost, remember with Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze and all that? She would have been a medium or a necromancer, someone who speaks to the dead. I'm gonna tell people right now because a lot of people have been deceived My mother's come to visit me. My father's come to visit me and they've spoken to me. You got to push that stuff aside, guys, because um, Ecclesiastes 9, 5, and 6 said that when you die, the dead know not anything. The dead cannot communicate with the living. God has made that so. If you happen to see a spirit that looks like your mom, that knows all this stuff about you, that's a familiar spirit but a necromancer are those who consort with the day. And there is no way, no how that even they can do that. What they find themselves linking up with is a familiar spirit. A familiar spirit are, is those, are those things, or those spirits that hang around your family because somebody's giving them a legal right. Somebody probably let it enter in through homosexuality. It probably came in because someone was involved with occult arts. Someone was caught up in all this different stuff. So what ended up happening to them is they gave the devil a legal right to come in and hang around the family. This thing can be incest, it could be molestation, it could be sodomy, it could be any of these things that can bring in a familiar spirit. And they'll hang around your family, they'll watch you, they'll know everything about you. Then when your family member dies, they'll go right down to the next generation. As a matter of fact, you know, Sister Melissa had an issue with this too at one point. When she gave her life to the Lord, the devil was trying to attack her. And what was the next move that the devil did? Try to attack her children. Why? Because of the fact that, you know, when you go into, you know, legal right, the devil knows that when you get involved in occult practices like this, these things will carry on unto the third and fourth generation. And that's why if you count down generations, you may have family members saved, but somewhere around that third or fourth, you see things start to get kind of crazy, where they become bizarre. Why? Because the devil is trying to hold on to your lineage and trying to keep his legal right that he has in you. Hey, Sister Dawn, so that's where you got to be careful with these things, okay? He says, For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out for before thee. You see, thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which uh, thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. So guys, we should have nothing involved with these occult practices. Like I said, don't even open up a fortune cookie and look at it because if it's important enough to you, you know why would you even believe it? It's just a cookie with a piece of paper in it, get rid of it. But all that stuff has to do with occult arts and we've got to be wary of these things, even martial arts. I know some of us like to get fit, but they will teach you at some point when you start to get good, to open yourself up to demonic spirits. When they throw their punches, Kia, Kia, Kia. Those are gods from Hinduism and Buddhism, okay, that you're calling upon to give you more power upon your punch. So this is the type of stuff that we've got to stay aware of, all right? So I do wanna read some other stuff too, but I wanna first go into a couple of areas concerning these familiar spirits, okay? I could just find them now. Okay. All right. One second, guys. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I want you guys to check this out too. All right, so let's go to Leviticus uh, 19. Let's go to Leviticus 19. And look at what the Bible tells us about men listening to these spirits, these familiar spirits, because a lot of the, these new ages think that they're getting real spiritual enlightenment. And I'm not denying that they can't get into the spirit world, but there are two ways. There are soup, are two uh, sources of supernatural power. One comes from God and the other is from the devil. I remember with Todd White, everybody was so caught up in this guy talking about his signs and miracles. And I had to do a teaching with a brother, Michael Adams on his show, Old Religion Dystopia to expose it because what was going on with Todd White was it wasn't so much that he was doing healings and practices but you ever ask yourself, how come none of those people are at the hospital you never ask how come, man, if they really got this power, why not just go there and start healing people? You know, so there's a lot of false signs and lying wonders, but that's why we can't get caught up in gifts and spiritual gifts and all that. Yes, we can have the gifts of the Spirit, but the point is, is that unless it confirms the word with the true doctrine of Christ, Todd White didn't preach the real gospel. Todd White talked a lot about you know, um, the Catholic church and the Christian church are going to merge together and they're going to be one. Now you ask yourself, would a true man of God say that that was full of the spirit? So that told me right there, everything I need to know. Benny Hinn laid hands on this guy and initiated him. And Brother Michael Adams with his camera, if you look on the video, man, you can see demons all around his head and all these other places. So you know, you can't get caught up in soft speech and people that perform miracles. You gotta go for it. Does it glorify God? Does it stick with the gospel? Or is it opposite of what God stands for? You gotta know these things, man, because a lot of people are caught up in this. Look at Leviticus uh, thirty one. I mean, um, 19 and 31. And he says, "'Regard not them that have familiar spirits, "'neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them, I am the Lord your God. So, God is making it clear to us that if you be a partaker of these familiar spirits in this new age philosophy and system that they got going on, then a lot of people are going to be deceived with this. Okay, so we must know what God is telling us because he's warning us. He knows that we're ignorant of the dark side. He knows that. So, a lot of these guys will tell you, no, I have had spiritual experiences, but what you find is, when they had spiritual experiences, they they weren't dealing with God. They were dealing with the devil. All right, I want to go to one more place before we get right back in, but look at Isaiah chapter eight, and we're going to look at verse 19. There's two ways. There's two sources. One is God and the other is the devil. Jesus said, if you come in, I am the door. Anyone that didn't come up by him is what? a thief, and a robber, and this is how these people get in. They have these spiritual experiences, but they don't even realize that they're linking themselves with demons. And you're going to see more of this enter into the church. That's why Christians better wake up and stop being so religious and see what's really going on. Isaiah chapter 8, look at verse 19. He says, and when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits or unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? You see, so when you start to hear these things, you should be seeking the one true God, not trying to go and solve it yourself and figure it out. God has put a safety valve in this that you and I won't be deceived. All we've got to do is obey what God wants. I want to also bring to people's attention this. In Exodus chapter seven and Exodus eight, you saw that when Moses was able to perform and do a miracle with the snake, that Jannies and Jambres, the two magicians that were in there, they put down their snakes. So you see, devil, the devil himself has power, and he can't be God. He's just a lousy copycat. So remember, they were trying to go, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Whatever Moses could do. The magicians could do. So the devil does have power. But when they got down to turning the dust into lice, the devil couldn't do it. And you know the Lord later revealed to me why that was? Because the devil doesn't have control over the dust. Only God does. You know why? Because our Lord Jesus Christ is the creator. So when you're the creator, you can manipulate dust and make it what you want it to be. But but the devil, when they broke it down to the finest common denominator, down to the smallest compound. The devil had no control over the dust because he is not your creator. The Bible tells us that the devil himself was a created being. Everything was created outside of God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. So that's just something to think about. But the devil is a copycat. He And when I read some of this stuff to you guys, you're going to see that it's going to look so much like the gospel, but it's gonna be warped and twisted. That's why we've got to be the elect and believe on the words of Jesus Christ. So he talked about those who peep and mutter. And then he says, uh, let's see, now let's move on. Let's go to another spot concerning this. I wanna read this to you guys. Or a matter of fact, I'm gonna play a video about these ascended masters. If you look on the thumbnail, guys, You'll see like that false Christ and you'll see all these different characters. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about the ascended masters because a lot of these things do visit a lot of people in the U.N. There are a lot of uh, people in top levels of society that totally believe in these ascended masters. These are these guides that are going throughout the world that are telling these people what to do, because you would have to say, man is not that smart. But you know, these, these beings are, they know how to manipulate and cause people to believe in what they want. So I'm going to play a quick video. This comes from a video called uh, The Age of um, Evil, The Age of Aquarius. Because back then, they even sang that song, The Age of Aquarius. You guys even remember during the hippie age, there were the flower children. And what did they want to do? Spread peace and love you know, to everybody. That's exactly what the devil is doing to the new age people. That's what he's doing in these churches with these false ministers. He's pushing things that will entice people to go after after the devil, pretty much. So let me play this quick uh, clip. Hopefully you guys can hear it because it sounded kind of low. But uh, let me know if you can or not. But this is called Aquarius, the age of evil. And this is a clip concerning these ascended masters so you guys will want to hear this all right here we go
0: things going on so it's going to look like the old order old old world world order is gone and in doing so it's going to be exactly what those like francis bacon and 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 all the others have uh, have mentioned this new world order is going to Be proposed to look just like the venus project but i can tell you that 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 won't be the case for very long it might be right at the beginning but but not as it goes on according to the new agers theosophists as well as many elitists and freemasons there exists a group of highly evolved men and women called the masters of wisdom these powerful groups claim that buddha krishna muhammad and jesus were all masters of wisdom and that a being named Maitreya is the leader of these beings, who in turn is subject to the true leader, Sanat Kumra. New Age theosophist Dane Rudhar concedes that the leader of the masters, Sanat Kumra, is in fact Satan, according to the esotericists. Quote, Satan is an anagram for Sanat Kumra, who in the esoteric philosophy of India is the Promethean being, who gave mankind the fire of self-conscious and independent individual selfhood, unquote. John Michael Greer, in the New Encyclopedia of the Occult, notes, quote, Satan has a possible echo in theosophic lore, where the lord of the world, the spiritual ruler of the earth, and the head of the Great White Lodge is Sanat Kumra, a lord of the flame who descended to earth from Venus in a fiery chariot some six million years ago, unquote. Helena Blavatsky, taught her students that it is actually Satan who is God, the Messiah, and that Jehovah is the evil one. She stated quote, it is but natural even from the dead letter standpoint to view Satan, the serpent of Genesis, as the real creator and benefactor, the father of spiritual mankind. For it is he who was the harborer of light, bright radiant Lucifer, who opened the eyes of the automation created by Jehovah, as alleged. And he who was the first to whisper, in the day ye eat thereof, ye shall be as Elohim, knowing good and evil, can only be regarded in the light of a savior, an adversary to Jehovah, the personating spirit. He still remains in esoteric truth, the ever-loving messenger, the angel, the seraphim and cherubim, who both knew well and loved still more, and who conferred on us spiritual instead of physical immortality. The theosophist H. Alexander Fusel seeks to deify Satan. Quote, Satan, then, was originally a divine being destined to carry light and life to the netherworld. He stands for the gift of free will and self-conscious mind to man, a power which at once seduces and uplifts man. For with free will comes the power to go astray. Satan is therefore man's teacher. Once you are willing to give worship to Satan is when you are given a certain kind of power that the deceived those that are just thinking it's them or thinking that something else can't have access to so freemasonry is a a systematic way to get people to that level without uh without actually just coming out and saying it right at first one of the former leaders of the theosophical society who was contemporary with blavatsky and annie besant tells us what the 19th century position on satan is in his work spiritualism madame blavatsky and theosophy Rudolf Steiner states, quote, Lucifer is not a being that we can see with our present-day physical eyes. Lucifer can be seen only with the awakened clairvoyance. Seen clairvoyantly, in fact, Lucifer is a particular being who was left behind during the moon phase of evolution, unquote. N. Sri Ram, who often gave lectures at the United Nations, a major theosophist, and writer for lucifer magazine clarifies quote the adversary or satan is no other than lucifer the light bearer the bright morning star he is the initiator awakening the divine faculties of intellect on man he is the king of the fallen angels spirits from higher spheres who descended among primitive mankind of the third race to develop in man and endow him with his self-conscious mind or madness unquote Theosophy teaches that Satan or Lucifer is actually a divine being who saves humankind and brings him consciousness. Many modern, influential New Agers who are deceived by Theosophy, repeat the same theme. David Spangler admits that Lucifer is a being that New Agers honor, and the light of Lucifer is the light of God. Quote: The true light of Lucifer cannot be seen through sorrow, through darkness, through rejection. The true light of this great being can only be recognized when one's own eyes can see with the light of the Christ, the light of the inner sun. Lucifer works within each of us, trying to bring us to wholeness. And as we move into a new age, which is the age of man's wholeness, each of us in some way is brought to that point, which I term the Luciferic initiation, the particular doorway through which the individual must pass if he is to come fully into the presence of his light and his wholeness. Lucifer comes to give us the final gift of wholeness. If we accept it, then he is free and we are free. That is the Luciferic initiation. It is one that many people now and in the days ahead will be facing for it is an initiation into the new age. It is an initiation of leaving the past and moving into the new, shedding our guilts and fears, our anxieties, our needs, our temptations and becoming whole and at peace because we have recognized our inner light and the light that enfolds us, the light of God, unquote.
1: So as you can see, guys, I mean, these are people that are heavy into the occult, that are in your government, okay? These people are UN people. These are writers. These are professors. These are people that have been in the occult, that know the truth. And they called this guy, uh, they said that these ascended masters You know, they all have their place, but there's this one that rules over them all called Sanat Kumara. Now, you guys look at Sanat. I mean, that's just saying it's Satan outright, who it is. But this guy runs over everything. And even the people that are closest to this being will tell you guys this is Lucifer. This is no doubt Satan. Satan is behind the New Age religion. What he told Adam and Eve in the garden is the same thing that he is pulling today to suck people in you know to get into their feelings and not pay attention to the truth. So, you know, a lot of new ages think that they're, you know, they they found God and they're doing all this stuff, but you got to ask the question, has it ever brought you closer to God? Have you ever had a personal relationship with any of these beings? And none of them ever have. Because they can't. You know, um they can't bring you that enlightenment that only comes from Christ. So, you'll find a lot of new age terms like illumination and you know, um, you know, energy and, you know, your energy is bad and you hear people talking like that, you're really dealing with, you know, new ages. You can always tell those occult terms because this is what they do, the frequency. This is what they talk about. But these people have no desire to get close to Jesus Christ. You see, our God tells us the truth. These guys believe in many gods. There are many things that they've got to do. And the one thing I will give them credit about over you know, what false religion has over much of the church today is a lot of them take their religion really seriously. The Christians should be praying as much as these people do because these people actually will pray for hours just to achieve that power, just to be able to do some of the occult things that they can do. So these are things that we need to be made aware of is that these people are not kidding around. They said no one is going into the new age unless they receive a Luciferian initiation. These people believe if we all just mind our business and love and coexist and tolerate everybody, that we're gonna reach a utopia. But you're gonna find that a lot of this, there's a lot of these occult people that talk about the new age, but there is one in particular that I wanna tell you guys about or read to you about, and her name is Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey was the one I told you on an earlier teaching, She was heavy into automatic writing. She had this Tibetan, which is this demonic spirit called Dejua Ku. He was like, they said, a Tibetan. He would come over her and start, you know, having her write. And she wrote 24 books over 29 years, you know, things like called The Reappearance of the Christ, The Externalization of the Hierarchy. She wrote The 10 Strategies to Attack Christianity by Alice Bailey, all of this you know, that they were doing. They couldn't just bring the new age in, guys. It was a slow, steady conditioning process of breaking down the mind, destroying Christian values, re-educating you in school, filling your head with all sorts of false belief systems, and then they brought this thing in. And you see how people have taken to it like a fish to water. But this is what the new age movement is all about. It's about soothing people and making people feel good and breaking people down to the place where they can come in with their love doctrine and destroy the minds of people and lead them unto Satan. And the Bible says that the Antichrist will come this way, that he would come through flatteries and through peace. He would destroy many. And he would understand dark sentences and speeches and all this. This is how he works. He'll bring a lot of confusion in and he'll call it love and then he'll entice people to follow after him. That's exactly how this thing works. So I'm gonna read a couple of quotes of Alice Bailey, so that you guys can see, these people are not kidding around. It says, years ago, I said that the war which may follow uh, this one would be waged in a field of the world of religions. So the next war she's making clear would be spiritual, The physical will play out, but everything physical has a spiritual backing. So she was talking about this third world war. She says such a war would not work out, however, in a similar period of extreme carnage and blood. It will be fought largely with mental weapons and in the world of thought. It will involve also the emotional realm. You see, and that's what they try and tickle you up for the emotional realm. It says, from the standpoint of idealistic fanaticism, this inherent fanaticism found ever in reactionary groups will fight against the appearance of the coming world religion and the spread of esotericism. So you guys um, have to know by now who the fanatics are. The fanatics are the Christians, the fanatics are you and I. This is what they're saying, that they would love to bring forward this utopia But because of the intolerant Christians and those who are idealists and and fanatics, you know that we can't bring it forward. So it says, this inherent fanaticism found in in reactionary groups will fight against the appearance of the coming world religion and the spread of esotericism. For this struggle, certain of the well-organized churches through their uh, conservative elements uh, their most powerful elements are already girding themselves. Those sensitive to the new spiritual impacts are still far more, uh, are still far uh, from powerful. That which is a new always, uh, that which is new always faces the supreme difficulty of superseding and overcoming that which is old and established. So they're making clear that the devil had to be very subtle in order to bring this New Age philosophy in because Christianity or being a Christian was already established. So they had to wiggle in through the cracks just to try and um, overthrow Christianity and they're still doing it to this day. So it says fanaticism, entrenched theological positions and uh, materialistic selfishness are to be found active, actively organized in the churches and all continents and in all denominations they can be expected to fight for their established ecclesiastical order, their material profit and their temporal rule and already are making the needed preparations. And that's why people sit here and trust in these churches. If you don't have your pastor telling you about the new world order, if he's not speaking to you now about the antichrist and that you can lose your salvation and how important it is that you get the holy spirit. If he's not telling you about the impending doom to come as far as the persecution. If he's not telling you to lay down the weights of this world and get in line with Christ and put on your battle armor and be ready for the fight, he's a false prophet. He's doing exactly what these new ages are telling him to do, to rock you to sleep, okay? So you won't think that there's anything wrong. So by the time they kick in your door, You won't even be built up to to be able to be a martyr for Jesus Christ. You're going to sell your soul and accept the mark of the beast because you have not been awakened from this fantasy. Look at what else uh, she says. The coming struggle will emerge within the churches themselves. Don't you guys see that today? It will also be precipitated by the enlightened elements who exist in fair numbers already and are rapidly growing in strength through the impact of a human necessity. The fight will then spread to thinking men and women everywhere who are in a protesting revolt have denied Orthodox Christianity and theology. Uh, They are not irreligious, but have through pain and sorrow learned without ecclesiastical help. Ecclesiastical is like church help. That the spiritual values are the only values which can salvage humanity that the hierarchy stands, and uh, and that Christ, as the symbol of peace and the leader of the forces of light, is not a negligible force, but one of, um, but one that is evoking response from the hearts of men everywhere. So you see, this is another thing that I like. What Jacob Prash said when he when he described what the Antichrist would be like. Because they're saying here that this man is gonna come on the scene and he's coming in peace and he's coming in love and he's gonna bring everybody together and he's gonna meet the needs of every individual. Now, if you're a new ager, this sounds beautiful. But you see, for those who really know Christ, Jesus says, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I came to set a man at variance against his father-in-law and his mother-in-law and you know, a husband and wife and all that. And he says a man's foes would be they of his own household. Why? Because the Lord didn't want us getting snared up and caught up in this thing of just trying to peacefully coexist with the devil. But she said that this thing would be fought largely with mental weapons and in the world of thought. So every day you've got the devil trying to attack the minds of people to keep the people from you know, realizing what is the truth. This is also a part of the New Age doctrine. That's why they want you to call a man a woman and a woman a man. That's why they want to erase the true purpose of marriage and they want to flip it on its head. They're taking truth away because the devil knows that truth comes in the person, which is Jesus Christ. So they are already working on the church order and church system. This is where you get the emergent church or you get the ecumenical movement. They're trying to merge everything together because their whole purpose is. They want to keep people from, from finding out the truth and believing on Jesus Christ. All right. So he says, um, where am I? He says, true religion will come to be interpreted in terms of the will to good and its practical expression, goodwill. The coming world conferences and the international councils will give indication of the strength of this new spiritual response on the part of humanity. To the overshadowing spiritual potencies awaiting the invocative, uh, yeah invocative uh, cry of mankind. Then it says, uh, when that cry arises, these divine energies will precipitate uh, themselves into the realm of human thinking and planning. Men will then find themselves gifted with renewed strength and with the and with uh, the needed insight which will enable them to drive out the entrenched materialistic forces and the power of selfish interest. So you see, in order for the devil to get you on one accord, he's got to have a major catastrophe. That's why they're going to do this World War III. And World War III is going to be so bad, guys. This thing is going to be so religious. This is going to be a persecution like no other time in history. And the whole purpose of this is they're going to collapse the economy. They're going to make everything so sorry and sad that people are going to be terrified to the place where, you know, it's going to look like you came out of this thing yourself or it's going to look like the Antichrist came and saved humanity. So you see, they've got to create a problem and come with the solution. That's the Hegelian dialectic. And this is the role that the New Age religion falls into. It's only meant to get people feeling great about themselves and to bring everybody on one accord so that they can serve the antichrist. And this spirit has been around for a while. If you look at um, even the song by John Lennon called Imagine, I meant to pull up the, li- the, um, the uh, lyrics to that, but he says, imagine all possessions, imagine no heaven above us, no hell below us, just only sky. Imagine all the people coming together at one. You see, that's the whole thing that they've been singing to the people and getting people caught up with so that they can all fall in line with this new age movement. This new age movement is in Revelation 17, the wine of the fornication of the harlot. That's meant to do what? Make the people drunk and bring everybody on one accord. And by the way, guys, I got some spiritual things coming against my mind right now. I can feel the devil trying to take away my thoughts. So if you can, be in prayer for me because he's trying to scramble my mind right now. So it says, even Alice Bailey herself who personified new age consciousness backs what these previous quotes imply. The new era is coming. This is what she says. The new ideals, the new civilization, the new modes of life, of education, of religious presentation, and of government are slowly precipitating and nothing can stop them. So they know that this thing is coming and they know that there's nothing that anybody can do about it because you're gonna find in most churches today, everybody's been drunk with the wine of the harlot. They can, however, be delayed by the reactionary types of people, by the ultra conservative and closed minds. They are the ones who can and do hold back the hour of liberation. So they're making clear that it's the church through the Holy Spirit that is the restrainer that's keeping them from doing what they want to do. That's why they fight the church so hard. So I do believe in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that that restrainer is the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost is also in the world using us to be able to proclaim the gospel. But the more timid Christians become, the more truth they don't wanna tell, the more they wanna stay behind the scenes and love everybody to death, this is where you're going to find that the Antichrist will come on the scene because no one is standing up for Jesus. We have stopped being the light and salt of the earth. And Jesus said, what good is it then other than to be trodden under the foot of men? This is what you're seeing today a spiritual fluidity of fluidity sorry and a willingness to let all preconceived ideas and ideals go as well as all beloved tendencies cultivated habits of thought in every determined effort to make the world conform to a pattern which seemed to be i mean which seems to the individual the best because to him the most enticing things or the most enticing Uh, these um, must all be brought under the power of death. So you see, they're gonna entice people to believe on them and to do the things that they want. So that's why it's so important, guys, that we stand for the truth and that we tell these new ages what this thing is really about, because this is false love and false light, And that's not what the Lord stands for. Look at Galatians chapter one. Galatians chapter one, and we're gonna begin at verse one. Because a lot of these people are having spiritual experiences, but they don't know the truth. And this is what's scaring people. That's why, man, I don't have to sit in the church for five minutes before I recognize, man, this ain't feeding my spirit. This ain't doing anything for me. They're not even talking about, you know, what's going to come, the end times. Like Pastor Price said for years, how can the end time message be wrong? Because you see, your end times can be the last day of your existence. You've got to be right with Christ to to do what Jesus wants, to get right with him before it's too late. Galatians chapter one, look at verse one. It says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God, the father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be unto you and peace from God, the father and from our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. So as you can see, why the Lord Jesus Christ came is to deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever, amen. He says, uh, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you, which is Jesus, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel." So Paul is here marveling, guys, how could this even be so? That you you went from what you have learned for years and years what the gospel was about, and now you're sitting here believing in another gospel because someone else told you. Look at verse seven, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But he says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which ye have preached, that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. He says, as I said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that which he have received, let him be accursed. So you see, God is telling us through his word, that I don't care if an angel, you have a spiritual experience and he comes to you and he tells you things that are not true. The Bible here tells us, man, let them be accursed, okay? So he says, not just we, but even if an angel from heaven came and gave you another gospel, don't believe it. He says, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So, what you're looking at here is what also pushes the new age to do the things that they do is the very fact that they seek to please men. Most false gospels in the church today seek to please men. But he says, if I should please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So, you see, this gospel is not pleasing to men. This tells men that they need to be changed, excuse me, they need to be born again, and they need to truly pursue. Jesus Christ to be right. But you see, the Lord tells us all the snares that the devil brings forward because he wants us to be saved. So let me read another article to you and we'll get back into the word. Matter of fact, let's go to Second, um Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians 11. And then I'm gonna read another article to you guys. But you see, this thing is gonna be fought on a plane that is so different from what you and I are used to experiencing. The devil is gonna find ways to puff people up and get people to forget about Jesus Christ. This is where we're headed. This is what it's turning into. He's gonna touch your feelings, man. He said it's gonna be fought with mental weapons and in a world of thought, but he says it will also include the emotional realm. And that's why we've got to get out of our feelings and have sanctified feelings and have a willingness and a desire to receive the truth. How do you know you're really born again? You're going to seek after the truth. You're not going to allow yourself to be lied to and be comfortable with that. So look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, look at verse 1. He says, would to God you can bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin. So why do we hear the gospel? That we may become virgins, we not we won't be in line with false gods, but we will only be in line with Jesus Christ. Look at verse three. He says, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve, as he tricked Eve through his subtlety, so, your mind should be corrupted um, yeah, from the simplicity that is in Christ. And this is another thing that the New Age does. The New Age religion takes you away from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. Instead of us just serving one God, you know, having fellowship with Jesus, getting into Jesus, Jesus getting into us, and us becoming full of the Spirit, the devil will tell you, man, just believe in nature. Just get into this, just get into that. Just go and pray towards the East and hopefully this will happen. You know, and that's why I wish my sister Melissa were really on tonight because she could tell you more things about the new age and what they had to do, how they had to be in these seances and do all these things. But these things take you away from the simplicity, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. So he says, for if he that cometh, Preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might bear well with him. So you see, we've got to be careful of that other Jesus, that other gospel, and that other spirit. The only true Jesus that you and I should be serving is the one of the Bible. People want to talk about preaching light and love and Jesus never condemned. Jesus just loved everybody and he never did anything wrong. But why did Jesus take a whip into the temple to beat their butts out of it? Why? Because they were taking God's house and making it a den of thieves. So our Lord did stand for righteousness. The Bible calls him a rock of offense because he would bring the truth. And hey, if he had to break through your stronghold to save your soul, that is what our Lord Jesus Christ did. But he didn't tell us lies. He didn't give us fantasies. He didn't just try and, you know, make our feelings right or comfortable for us. No, our Lord loves us. So he tells us the truth. He doesn't get us caught up in all this fancy talk. So let's look at uh, verse 10. And it says, as the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting of the regions of Achaia wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth. So Paul is saying, man, I'm rude in speech. I'm preaching to you hard. I'm telling you what you need to know. And he says, I'm telling you this because I don't love you. He said, God knows I love you. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying. He says um, in verse 12, but what I do that I will do that I may cut off occasion from them, which desire occasion that wherein they glory, Uh, They may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. So, one thing you will find in the New Age religion, if you were to ask them if they believed in Jesus Christ, they would tell you that they did. They will say, Well, Jesus is just one among the masters. Yes, you believe in Jesus. We believe that he was a good teacher, but we also believe in Buddha. We believe in Krishna, we believe in, uh, what's the other one, Uh, Allah or or, or Muhammad. We believe in all of these good teachers. So they don't exactly exclude Jesus, but they will accept a false Jesus to come in and they'll put him in the midst of all these false gods to try and draw everybody in to follow. But he calls them false apostles, those who would use the name of Jesus Christ, but not truly be of Christ. He says, for, um, look at verse 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers are also transformed or be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So we would have to ask the question, why do so many New Agers follow the New Age, even though you tell them it's of Satan? Because for many of these people that have had their spiritual experiences, Satan doesn't come as a fire-breathing dragon. He comes as Lucifer, an angel of light. This is how he ensnares people and he traps people. And then when it comes time to receive the truth, they don't want it. You can equate this to a child that is growing up in his home and their parents will tell them, okay, um, you know, you need to eat more vegetables. You need to put down these sweets. Now, imagine if your son or daughter was eating sweets all their lives, and then all of a sudden you bring some leafy green vegetables that don't have nearly as much sugar. They won't be able to receive it. So you see, because they have they have this desire to have as much sweetness and sugar as they can. This is exactly what the devil is doing to those people in the new age. He's hooking them up on sugar appetites so they cannot receive the truth. And this is going on in a lot of churches. That's why guys, we've got to love Christ and have a true desire for the truth. Because other than that, you can be led astray. I've seen things like this happen. Let's just say I'm a prophet, okay? Or at least I claim to be. Or I'll make a point to somebody and somebody would tell me, Derek, man, you're such a prophet. Look at all the stuff you know. Now, if I'm not grounded in Christ, you know how I'm gonna puff my chest up and then try and prophesy more and more? See, you gotta be made whole because the devil will always take your ego and lead you away from Christ. You've got to know truly who you are in Christ that you won't be ensnared by the devil. Look at 1 Timothy chapter one. And this new age religion is bad, man. All of these false beliefs and man, they are totally taking over. And I, you know what I hate about it most is they're just leading people to hell. The devil don't care. He just wants you to go to hell and he'll choose the most kind and sweet words to meet his objective. First Timothy four guys, look at verse one. He says, now the spirit, that's the Holy Ghost, speaks expressly that in the latter times, that's the times we're in guys, some shall depart from the faith and giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And that's what's happening. When you hear enough lies and hypocrisy, you won't be able to know the truth. He says that people would depart from the faith and give heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's why I can't stand a lot of false teachers because you know, false teachers in the in the uh, Christian faith are the ones that are turning most people to the new age. Instead of telling people the truth, instead of acknowledging the existence of demons, getting full of the spirit and dealing with them, when a lot of new agers who were once Christians sit in church and they see that the Bible talks about demons and spirit and supernatural healings and all these things taking place. And then they can sit there and look at us and see that we're not even walking in the spirit. They got a pastor up there preaching love while he takes all your money. They began to draw two and two together and say, you know what, man, this is garbage. They can figure it out in many cases better than a lot of so-called Christians can. This thing ain't spiritually feeding me. It's not bringing me to the truth and the light. I'm not saying what the new ages are doing all right. But I'm telling you how a lot of people turn to the new age because of all these false pastors, prophets, and teachers. That's who's leading these people astray. And they're going after real spiritual experiences, but they're going after the wrong God. And that's why this is so messed up that we've got to cling to Christ and believe in what Jesus Christ says. Because if there's some of the truth in the Bible that you've got trouble with and you don't believe in, It's only a matter of time before you give in to a false gospel or you just become a new agent. It's only a matter of time before this takes place. That's why you gotta love the truth. Buy the truth as the Bible says and sell it not. Let me see what else I got on the new age. Cause I got so much information. I wanna pull out the things right now that are most important. Okay, one of them says the New Age religion uh, brought to us by the Ascended Masters. I could actually get into that briefly. Okay, so let's see what that is. Okay. uh, Matter of fact, I wanna go to another spot real quick. I'm sorry, guys. But I want to go into what something Alice Bailey did that some of you guys may know about. But this is called because she was one of these new agers. It says 10 strategies to attack Christianity by Alice Bailey. You guys look at this. I'm going to read this out because I want you guys to see what this attack is all about and where the new age comes from. Okay, so it says. Um, I had happened to come across some information that is an interesting uh, that is interesting for those who are willing to research and understand. Alice Bailey said, when you are changing a nation, don't bother with the old people. They are too stuck in their old traditions. They will not change. But go for the children. And that is what she did. She said, uh, go for the children, especially. Uh, ten years and below, uh, since nineteen forty-five. Any person, uh, be- oof, I didn't know what that was. Probably a demon. Sorry, guys. Something, some kind of bad thing came through. But she says, "Uh, go for the children," and that is uh, what she did. She said, "Go for the children, especially ten years and below, since nineteen forty-five. Any person below sixty years." can be a victim of the ideas and of the deceptions of this prophetess and of the new age. She came out with a 10-point charter that is placed in the House, of, um, the House of Lords in London. Okay, now this is what many of the people today go by that are caught up in this whole um, United Nations New World Order plan. This is what that demon, which was a spirit God gave her, that she would know how to break a nation. Now notice it said people 60 years old and up, don't bother with, they're not gonna be able to understand it. She says 10 years old and under, that's what we should be dealing with. Okay, so even the devil knows, if I can get to the children, I can achieve what I wanna do. And this is why we as Christians should not be hiding the gospel from our kids We should not be hiding the truth from them because if you won't give them over to Christ, the devil will take them up. So anyway, let's look at the 10 point plan. Let's look at the first thing said. It says uh, to change Christian tradition or to redeem the nations of Christian tradition. It says take God and prayer out of the education system. She said change change curriculum, to uh, ensure that children are freed from the bondage of Christian culture. Why? Because children go to school to be equipped to face life. They are willing to trust and they are willing to value what is being given to them. If you take God out of the education system, they will unconsciously form a resolve that God is not necessary to face life. They will focus on those things the school counts them worthy to be passed on and they will look at god as an additional if one can afford the additional so now you know why the education system is turned in the direction it is it's meant to take you away from knowing the one true god and and you know adding him to your life and this is what people find today in the world they go after tradition they go after i need an education they go after i need a nice career and then they will go to church every Sunday if it, you know if time permits, but if not, I've got a life to live. What did they do? Fall into the snare of the devil. This is two: reduce parental authority over children. This is why you can't spank your kids today. The government has taking that away. Why? Because I remember John Todd said, who was a witch, he said that if, um, as a witch, when you are five years old, you are not allowed, okay, to spank your children. And that child from five years old and up is treated as a grown-up. So that child will be in on adult conversations. You're not allowed to discipline your children. And what are you gonna end up having? Some very rebellious kids. She said, break the communication between parent and child so that parents do not pass on their Christian traditions to their children. Liberate children from the bondage of their parents' uh, traditions. How? Promote excessive child rights. Ooh, uh, uh, abolish corporal punishment. Teachers are the agents of implementation from workshops. Teachers tell children your parent has no right to force you to pray or read the Bible. You are yourself have a right of your own. You need to discover yourself. Um, Self-expression, self-realization, self-fulfillment are all buzzwords. This is exactly how the devil enticed Adam and Eve by getting them self-conscious and not God conscious. So you see, they wanna promote excessive child rights to take away those things that would cause children to become Christian. They want a bunch of rebellious kids with no God. This is three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christian family structure, why? It is oppressive that the family is the core of the nation. If you break the family, you will break the nation. Liberate the people from the confines of this structure. How? Promote sexual promiscuity, free young people to the concept of premarital sex, let them have free sex, lift it up, I mean, lift it so high that the joy of enjoying, uh, which is sex, is the highest joy in life. Fantasize it that everyone will feel proud to be seen to be sexually active, even those outside of marriage. So, as you can see, guys, this goes right back to the 60s and that hippie generation where they began having, you know, they took God and pray out of schools in 1962. Then, what they were doing next is, You know, pretty much, um, you know, peace and love and rebellion and hippies are going against the system and all this stuff. But what were they doing? Making the people sexually immoral that they would not understand what it is to have morals. Okay. They would walk in their own ways. It says use advertising industry, media, TV, magazines, film industry to promote sexual enjoyment as the highest pleasure of humanity. And as you can see, guys, it's been working. This is four. If sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. That's why you got Medicaid or Medicare paying for these kids' abortions. These kids won't accept responsibility. They can fornicate as much as they like and not have to bear responsibility. This is what the new age is all about. This spawns the new age because it took away Christian values, it took away the um, accountability and responsibility, and it drew everybody in to fun, peace, and love. And that's what they're bringing in concerning the gospel. Look at verse, I mean, this is what it says next. She said, "Built clinics for abortion, health clinics in schools. If people are going to enjoy the joy of sexual relationships, they need to be free from unnecessary fears. In other words, they should not be hampered with unwanted pregnancies. Guys, this is the only reason that they're doing this. They're trying to destroy morals. They're trying to take Jesus Christ off the scene. Can you imagine a 15-year-old boy that's full of lust and the Bible tells you that you're not supposed to fornicate? Your body is for the Lord. If you no fornicator will make it into the kingdom of heaven that you will go to hell. And then you've got the new age over here telling you, man, there is no God to worship. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing. Enjoy your sexual life as long as you love. You see what these people are going to choose? They're going to go after the pleasures. They're going to be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's what the new age is all about. This is five. Make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. People enter into marriage having signed contracts of how they will share their things after divorce. People enter in with one foot—I mean, uh, with one foot and another behind. Fifty years ago, divorce was unthinkable. It is one thing to um, one thing for a marriage to fail, but it is another thing for people to enter marriage with the intention to enjoy as long as. Uh, It was enjoyable and to walk out of it. He says, I will post uh, the rest of the strategy uh, in a couple of minutes. Let's skip that because they do have it up. This is six. It says, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Here's what what else you find out about New Agers. A lot of them are homosexual. A lot of them support homosexuality because all they want to tell people is enjoy peace and love. You see, this is what it's about. Tolerate, coexisting. That's how I know for a fact that that the Antichrist religion will be the new age, because it even says he will have no regard for women. He's going to be a homosexual. And as you can see, as his world is being developed, you're starting to see it come on the scenes even more and more. Okay, so anyway, this is how they plan homosexuality. It says, Alice Bailey preached 50 years ago. It's probably like 70 years now. That sexual enjoyment is the highest pleasure in humanity. No one must be denied and no one must be restricted how to enjoy themselves. People should be allowed in whichever way they choose they want. Uh, Whether it is homosexuality or an incest or bestiality, as long as the two agree. So can you imagine you and Rover agreeing, yeah, I think it's time that you and I should be, I think that'll be okay. So now your logic has been reduced to the logic of a beast that as long as you and um, your dog or homosexual or your brother or sister says it's okay to have sex, that that's okay. This is all the new age is doing is promoting these these so-called values that they have that they wanna to bring to society. Cause they know God won't touch a society like this with a 10 foot pole unless they will repent and give their lives to Christ. This is seven, debase art, make it run mad. How? Promote new forms of art which will corrupt and defile the imagination of the people because art is the language uh, of the spirit that which is inside of you can bring out uh, in painting, music, drama, et cetera. Look at the quality of the music that is coming out, Uh, the films out of Hollywood. Now, this is true, guys, because I think it was the fifth dimension that sang the Age of Aquarius. And you know how many people flocked to that and got into it? That's before my time. But I remember the song. If you promote, you know, like the zeitgeist movement with Peter Joseph and all these guys, you know, believing what they believe. And you got all these people talking about a new Aquarian age. You're going to find people flocking to it. This is why a lot of people became hippies, because, you know, they saw a lot of things on TV that they thought they were standing up for righteousness. And I do believe a lot of new ages are really well-intentioned people. I really do think that they are sincere but they're being led of the devil. And that's what I'm trying to tell them that you guys have got to wake up. This is A, use media and promote uh, the change mindset, promote and change mindset. Alice Bailey said the greatest channel you need to use uh, to channel human attitude is media. Use the press, the radio, TV, cinema. You can tell today how successful they have been and implementing the plan over 50 years. Via media, as well as advertising agencies, billboards, magazines, who controls media? The new age, that's what they're saying now. Who controls the media today? The new age movement. So much money is pumped into media and advertising, spreading the pornographic material and other sources. Sex outside of marriage is thrown in your face 80 to 90 times uh, than sex in marriage, promiscuity is being promoted as natural. Uh, you watch gay sex on TV in homes where children's minds are being neutralized to sensitivity to these things. You wonder why newspapers, uh, TV, etc., do not record anything about Christian activities. Now, this is true. You don't find any real preachers on TV anymore. They've been taken off. You see, because the goal is they know that the TV is so powerful that if the Christians ever got hold of it and began to promote Christian values, that they would lose their grip over society. This is nine, create an interfaith movement. Here's the New Age movement right here. Now, notice they had to demoralize the nation first to get people to believe in all kinds of other mess, and now they're going to bring in their interfaith movement. What is interfaith? Bringing many different faiths together. Okay, here's the movement. This is the New Age movement. Alice Bailey wrote promote other faiths to be at par with Christianity, and break this thing about Christianity as being the only way to heaven. By the by, that Christianity will be pulled down, and other faiths promoted. Don't you guys see this going on today? She said, promote the importance of man and determining uh, his own future and destiny, which is humanism. The same thing the devil did back in the garden. She says, tell me, I mean, she said, uh, tell man he has the right to choose what he wants and to uh, (laughs) choose what he wants to be and he can make it happen. He has the right to determine his cause. Uh, this take uh, his cause. Um, this take God off. This doesn't even make sense. Oh, this takes God off His throne. Uh, we have seen in our nation, South Africa, hosting a meeting of the interfaith movement in Cape Town, led by the Dalai Lama. This is ten. Get governments to make all these laws and get the church to endorse the changes. So once the interfaith movement was made, now the government can step in and get the church to do what they want, why? Because the church is on the payroll. That's what that whole 501c3 thing was all about. They got a right to control what you say or you'll lose the church. But it says here, Alice Bailey wrote that the church must change its doctrine and accommodate the people by accepting these things and put them into the structures and systems. Have they succeeded today? You wonder why our governments and our legislating laws, contrary to the Bible, I mean, and their legislating laws are contrary to the Bible, and why the church is compromising the Word of God. So this is this. These were the ten steps that they used in the New Age movement. Actually, helped to push some of these things. I do wanna go to one um, place real quick in Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30, guys, because you're gonna see that the devil never changes his tricks. This is something that he's done before and that he's attempting to do again. But these people really believe that Lucifer is God for real. They're not kidding around. They will do anything he says. All right, you're gonna see how the movement goes right now. And guys pray for me, man, cause something is attacking my mind. Every time I do a teaching on the new age, I can tell spirits from hell out of everywhere try and come against my thoughts. That's how important this is to them. They want to keep people deceived. This is Isaiah 30, look at verse one, look at what he says. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with the covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. So notice what he says here. He says, woe to the rebellious children, of, of the Lord says, that take counsel, but not of me. This is what you find, guys, in many cases. When these people desire to take counsel, it won't be of God. It'll be from these familiar spirits and these doctrines of demons. He says, and they cover with a covering, but not of my spirit. So these people are seeking after their own guidance, but not of the Holy Spirit, that they may add sin to sin. And this is what happens when you don't walk in God and you think that you got your own righteousness and you think you found a brand new religion that you can be one with. All you're gonna do is add sin to sin because only Jesus Christ takes away sin. This is verse two, that walk to go down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. So this is what you see. Egypt is a type of false religion, but Egypt itself is a type of world. So these rebellious children wanna go down into Egypt Okay, and, and strengthen themselves, and they trust in the government of Egypt, just like many people through false religion and through world programming trust in the world. Look at verse three. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame. What is Pharaoh? A type of Antichrist. What is the Antichrist gonna run over? The world that we live in today. So therefore they said the strength of Pharaoh or your belief that is gonna take care of you. It will be your shame, and the trust in the shadow or the government of Egypt will be your confusion. This is what you're seeing today. This is the confusion of the interfaith movement of the new age how they want to remove Jesus Christ off the scene and get everybody stumbling around in the darkness, following after whatever it is they want. Look at verse four. For his princes were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came to Hanes. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be in health, nor profit, but a shame and also a reproach. The burden of the beast of the south in the land of trouble and anguish, from whence come the young and the old lion, the viper and fiery flying serpent, they will carry their riches upon the shoulders of young asses and their treasures upon the bunches of camels to a people that shall not profit them. And this is exactly what you're seeing today. Jesus says, what profit isn't in a man to gain the whole world and to lose his own soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? But you see how he said these people are today, these rebellious children, they'll take their riches upon the shoulders of young asses and their treasures upon the bunches of camels and they'll bring them to a people that shall not profit them. This is how we put all our stock in the world. This is why instead of people supporting things like Dunamis Tabernacle and helping out with building a base camp, that they'll give their money to Creflo Dollar and all these other guys because their whole intent is, because because Creflo Dollar promises them wealth in the here and now. But anybody else talking about a base camp that we can go and fight the devil, Fight the fire breathing dragon and dethrone him and go to war with, you see how that's not fun to the senses. I need someone to tell me that if I keep putting my money into this church like a fool, that I'm going to reap in due season. You see how enticing that is? And as you can see, that's what these people have done. Look at verse seven. For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose, therefore have I cried concerning this, their strength is to sit still. So as you can see, the Egyptians, which are like the worldly people or those who run the world, shall help in vain. So you see, that's how you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. It's help in vain. It's for a moment in time. It doesn't even measure up to much in this life. And then he says, and to no purpose. Therefore, have I cried concerning this, their strength is to sit still. So you see, they're so entertained, they're so enticed, they're so believing in the world and in Egypt that they can't even get up to wage war for Christ and preach the gospel. They sit there and they're entertained by the world. So anyway, look at verse eight. Now go, write it before them in a table and note it in a book that it may be for a time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people. Look at what they are lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord. So that's what every rebel is today. When you deal with that, they won't hear the gospel. They won't hear Jesus Christ. They won't go after the things that God is telling us that we need to go after. What they're doing is they're rebellious children. They love lies and they don't want to hear God. Look at verse 10, which say to the seers, what is a seer? A seer is somebody, not like in a spiritual sense like New Age, but seers are those who can see the truth, that God tells things to, that they can proclaim the future, that they can actually tell you what we're telling you today, get right with Christ before the coming of the Antichrist, and get grounded and rooted in Christ. That would be kind of like a seer. But look at what they say to those who are watchmen that have knowledge and want people to know the truth. It says, see not. So they're commanding those who can see, don't see for me. And to the prophet, prophesy not. I don't want to hear prophecy. Not unto us, not unto us right things. So don't prophesy unto us right things, things we should be doing, things that we should know. But speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Tell me lies. Give me something to make me feel better because all that other stuff is just scary. You see, that's what new agers are. You'll find most new agers are cowards. They cannot cope with life. They cannot deal with reality. They must live now in fantasy because their consciences are being seared. So, you know, imagine waking up out of that coma to find out that this world is not what you thought it was. And Jesus says that men's hearts will fail them for fear of the things that are coming upon the earth. What's going to happen to those people? By the time they get shocked into reality and they find out the world is not what it was, and these people are going to have heart attacks because they're going to be scared to death because they believe that the world was one way. And they find out later when they bust out of the matrix that it was something else. So these people don't want to hear the truth. They don't want you to tell them the truth, and they want you to prophesy lies and smooth things. This is what the New Age movement is all about. Uh, Be informed, uh, Dasani and uh, Aquafina water is full of fluoride. Absolutely, sister. You know, I think everything that we eat today is full of, um, you know, bad stuff. And that's why we need to say grace, because Jesus says, these things shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So what, what our sister Latoya just brought forward even gives us more reason, okay, to wear that armor, get full of Christ, stop paying attention to fantasy so that we can be, you know, we can make it through this time. Because the devil's going to corrupt every single piece. For those who believe in the new age of this false doctrine of um, reincarnation, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 9 and 27, it is permitted for man once to die, and after that is the judgment. There is no third, fourth, fifth, second, you know, all these times around. We've got to learn to fear God and keep his commandments because everything else to us is an outright lie. There's so much new age information, guys. What I will do is actually put it in the description box, a few videos that will also be helpful to people that are struggling with this thing because you know the Lord always loved us and still loves us. And all he wants us to do is know the person of Jesus Christ. But you see, when you're not set for truth, you will go into fantasy. So two places I'm gonna go to, and then I am done. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter two. But every time I get into teaching on the new age, I get scrambled, man, because it's so much information and there's not really a whole lot you can bring to it because it's so vast. It moves in so many different directions that, you know, the new age is pretty much anything that won't obey God. Anything that does not believe in the full doctrine of Jesus Christ is new age. One saved, always saved doctrine, new age. Pre-tribulation rapture doctrine, new age. Everything that you think of, every oneness, Pentecostalism, New Age, okay? Every single piece. And that's why we gotta get to the place of either we're gonna serve Christ or we're not. Uh, hey, Sister Tina. You know, so anyway, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's look at verse one. This is Paul speaking to the church at Thessalonica. He says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand." So what is Paul doing? He's warning these people, and he's telling them what they need to know. Even the prosperity doctrine, new age, name it and claim it, new age, purpose-driven life, new age, every single piece, We need to be paying attention to the time that we're stepping into and that the coming of Christ is at hand. Look at verse three let no man deceive you. You hear that? By any means. For that day should not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So, this is what it's all about. And this is what the New Age is supporting. The New Age is rocking the world to sleep. Full of lies and fantasy, so that the day will come that the man of sin will be revealed. Now, who is that? That's the Antichrist. But what we're looking at here is he says that, um, you know, there will come a falling away. That word for falling away in the Greek is the Greek word apostasia. That's G646. That word means a falling away, a defection, or apostasy. Defection from truth. And then it says falling away or to forsake. So as you can see, guys, we're upon these times that nobody's believing in the gospel anymore because of the new age movement, because it's going to bring everybody to the place of not believing on Jesus, wanting to peacefully coexist with the devil. No one should talk about sin. No one should tell anyone where they're wrong. And this is how the the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. He is going to be the God over the ungodly. Okay, so look at verse four. The son of perdition means son of destruction, who opposeth, this is what he's gonna do, and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. I think that this, guys, have a, has a double meaning. They may build a third temple, but I really do believe it will be a deception. As the Pharisees believed when Jesus said, I can knock this temple down and rebuild it in three days, they had no idea that Jesus was saying, he was speaking of his body. And I think right here, this is what the Antichrist is going to be dealing with. Why are they pushing a the new age religion? Why are they telling you that you were God? Why did they come out in 1984 with movies? with Shirley MacLaine called Out on the Limb, where they actually realized to themselves that they are God. Why did the devil go to Adam and Eve in the garden and tell them that they will be as gods? He was focusing on the image and the temple of God. They're gonna build a third temple, but the most important temple that we need to pay attention to is the temple of you and I, which is the temple of the living God. And it says he's going to oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God. What does anti mean? Anti means against or in place of. So what will he be? The Antichrist, that which is against or in place of Christ. This is what the new age movement is all about. He says in verse five, remember not yet when I was with thee, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Now, you guys remember when we were reading the article on Alice Bailey, Alice Bailey said that the reason why they couldn't hurry up and bring forward what they wanted was because of the fact that there were some fanatics that were in the midst that did not want to believe in the New Age movement. That's the Christian. But you see, this is what they're trying to stop. This is what's keeping the Antichrist from coming forward are the Christians who speak the truth with boldness. That's what this whole thing is about. So he says, Now you know what's holding back this new age, this age of Aquarius, this new world order. What's keeping it? It's coming, but you know what's slowing the process is people keep shouting Antichrist. Some of us keep saying homosexuality is wrong. Some of us keep saying, Jesus Christ is the only way. So while we're standing in the midst with the Holy Spirit working through us, we are slowing down the process in what they want. So what does the devil have to do? Get us to the place to where we're not believing. We believe that there are many ways to Christ, many roads to heaven, and this is what he's doing. He's destroying these things. He's taking down the faith of people and drawing them unto the Antichrist. Uh, Look at verse seven, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work, and only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. So the Holy Ghost is permitting, I mean, he's he's keeping this new world order from coming forward, and that's why he's looking for vessels. That's why they argue so much about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You see, because only those who are baptized in the Spirit or those who are truly believing in Jesus Christ, they pose the biggest threat to the devil. Why? Because they're empowered to walk with Christ and to preach the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that someone that doesn't have the Holy Ghost or baptized in the spirit can't. Of course you can. You know, you're going to play at your role. But when you get the gifts of the spirit manifesting, when you pray with tongues, when you pray deep in the spirit, man, that's a different level of being a Christian. The Holy Ghost even empowers you to walk and live the Christian life so you won't be a hypocrite and swept up in this delusion. That's why they're fighting it. That's what cessationism is all about. Cessationists come from hell, okay? They're part of the new age doctrine that tells you that the gifts of the spirit are done away. All these things are lined up in the new age because everybody believes in the gifts of the spirit Until about 80 years ago, because it's the new age. It's the new movement. These are the lies that they're bringing in. So look at verse 8. He says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. So you and I don't need to worry. The Lord is going to knock this champ out. Look at verse 9, even him that's the Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Notice that they're lying wonders. The new age is bathed in this. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is the main thing that has snared the people in the new age doctrine. It says that they would come with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness. So they're gonna look like they're righteous, but you won't be able to tell that it's unrighteous because they speak smooth words. That's how the antichrist would come. And you see, because, and look at the people that get snared in this they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. All you got to do is believe on Jesus Christ and receive the truth, but they won't because they're in a delusion and they need to be set free. Look at verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned to believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So as you can see, God will get to a point, and I believe this is the reprobate mind, where not where you're just giving up, you're giving over. Okay, if this is what you want to believe and you won't serve God, and you want to believe in all these spirit gods and spiritism and all this other foolishness that the Bible told you to leave alone, then the Lord is going to get to the point, have at it. I'm not saying don't preach to these people and try and get them in, But I'm telling you, there's going to come a point that God is going to say, you know what? If this is what you believe, then go right along with it. And you see, once God gives you over, you can't believe God at that point, nor will you desire to. You'll hate God at this point. So as long as you've got a conscience, as long as you want to be saved, as long as you're willing to just listen to what may come to be true, then you got to give it over to the Lord. That's right, Sister Tatiana, Ichabod. What does Ichabod mean? the glory of the Lord has departed. You don't ever want to get to that place with God. Believe him while you can. So you see, God will give them up. And why? All because they had pleasure in unrighteousness and they would not receive the love of the truth. The Antichrist is going to be God over every single one of those people. Look at Daniel 8, Daniel chapter 8. All right. Let's look at verse 23. Now, this is speaking of future prophecy, what would happen even in Daniel's time. This is speaking of the Antichrist. Look at what it says Daniel 8 and 23. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full. Now, this is important because some people will say this just meant the reign that Greece had over the children of Israel. But no. This is a time when the transgressors will come to the full. When will that be? That's the time of the Gentiles. Now notice, when Israel was in captivity, they went from Babylon, unto um, Persia, unto Greece, unto Rome, and then finally there is the New World Order, which is the revised Roman Empire, okay, the seven heads and 10 horns, and then it made clear that there would be a rock that would come, that would destroy the final kingdom. And we know that that's no astronaut. I mean, not an astronaut, that's no asteroid. That is um, Jesus Christ that's coming to do an end to this world system. So when it says the time of the transgressors are come to the full, this is towards the end, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. This is the Antichrist and his power shall be mighty, but not in his own power." Now we must understand what that means. The Antichrist will be powerful, but not in his own power. Why is that? Because Revelation 13 says that the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So we know that the Antichrist is going to rule over everything that the devil gives him power over. And that's why he's even over the New Age movement, okay? But it says that, um, and he shall destroy wonderfully. You know, this this tells me even louder now, more than ever, about what, what wonderful destruction looks like. Imagine, you know, the old pot in the water. I mean, the old um, frog in the pot. How he could be in there and he's swimming around taking laps and you just turn that little degrees up just little by little, and it won't be long before that frog will cook in his own juices because he's lost the strength to jump out of the pot. This is exactly how the Antichrist is going to come. It says through peace he would destroy many, and it also made clear that he would destroy wonderfully. So you're going to have a a flower in your mouth. You're going to be a flower child. You're going to just talk peace and love for all while the devil stomps you to death. This is, there is nothing worse than somebody loving their destruction. But this is the wisdom that the devil has the power to do. So it says he will destroy wonderfully and shall prosper and practice and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Why? Because he's going to come a falling away. He's going to cause a falling away through this new age garbage. And by the time, you know, and when the Christians won't bow down to them, he's going to kill them. But anyway, look at verse 25, and through his policy, like his political agenda, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, that's Jesus Christ, but he shall be broken without hand. So we know that our champion, which is Jesus, is going to destroy the Antichrist. That's what this is about. But as you can see, if we hearken unto the truth and we don't get caught up in foolishness, the Lord will do what he has to do with us. But if not, we're gonna be given over unto the new age and to a strong delusion. Last scripture of the night. Let's go to Revelation chapter 17 and I will close out from there. All right. Revelation 17. And let's look at verse one, guys, because, you know, the new age is in a lot of different places. It's with the harlot. You know, I mean, the harlot's a part of the new age. The new world order is a part of the new age. But every time you hear a new something this day and age, guys, be skeptical, okay? Because a lot of the old belief systems are, are going away. A lot of what the original You know, fathers of the church believed is going away. And that's why, I mean, I could just go to the Jehovah's Witnesses and tell them, man, your Bible says New World Translation. You're sitting here talking about the New World Order. Don't you see you're being duped? But they don't because they've also received the brainwashing of Jesus Christ came back in 1914, but he was invisible. That's what they believe. They don't believe in a second coming, they believe he already came. He did come in 1914. He was the Antichrist spirit that started the first world war. or got that going. But anyway, let me just, let's just move on. Revelation 17, guys, look at verse one. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will shew unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now, why is this a great whore? Because a whore is enticing. This is something that the people want, okay? And she sits on many waters. You know what that means? She's worldwide. With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine uh, of her fornication. You know, there's a lot of religions out there with people stuck in delusion, but I don't think that I've ever seen one worse than someone trapped in the new age religion. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding guys. I mean, it's like, for them to even think serious, it's just unimaginable. It's like, it scares the devil out of them that they just, I, I can't bring my mind there. I gotta focus on light and love. I mean, it's really sad to watch. So they're made drunk with the fornication of the harlot. Look at verse three. So he carried me away in the spirit unto the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Now, guys, I didn't read everything to you that the New Age is about, but you can see every line that we read was blasphemous. So this harlot will be in purple and scarlet colors. Now, notice she has purple because purple is a type of, you know, royalty you know, like the new age is being pushed up today. And scarlet is all about sin. So this is a whore that is covered in sin and royalty. And it says, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and 10 horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones. So she would be very enticing. And I look at what's on this harlot. If this is false religion, or well, she got all around her neck and what she's dressed with is false doctrine, heresy, things that will entice you to go after her. And it says, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was the name written, mystery, Babylon the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. So this is the horse forehead. Nothing will turn you more into having a whore's forehead than being involved in a new age. Why? Because it believes in the pantheistic belief systems. There are many ways to God. You know, you can you can love Muhammad and love Jesus the same way. It gives you a mind of an harlot that you can't be married to Christ because you think Jesus is equal to all these other um, you know, demons. So that's that's one of the things we got to look at. Look at verse six. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. A lot of people believe this is the Catholic Church. No doubt the Catholic Church has killed more Christians than any other organization in the world, including the Roman emperors. But the Catholic Church is not the full story. The New Age doctrine is the full story. You can even add Catholicism to the New Age because everybody believed the truth back then until 325 AD when Constantine found a way to have their first interfaith movement. What did he do? He told the Christians, We shouldn't fight anymore, guys. All we've got to do is come together. You know, you can keep your gods, you know, and we can just Christianize it. And see, that's why I hate false holidays and all these other things too, because this is all a part of the new age. If you compromise one value for Christ, I'm here to tell you, you've compromised them all. All it takes for clean water to become dirty is just one little percent of impure water. You see, and this is how the devil worked his way in. So he Christianized Roman Catholicism or what Babylonian uh, religion is. And this is how he worked his way in. So now, instead of, um, you know, and that's why they also got to make all of the saints, you know, that were in Christ gods. And you see, when you see Saint Peter, that's nothing more than Zeus. And that's why you'll find in most um, movies they'll have Peter having a beard. The Bible don't say Peter had a beard, but Zeus has a beard. And Catholicism runs everything. But you know, they'll tell you that that's Mary, the mother of Jesus. When really that's Semiramis, Astaroth, Venus, Easter, you know, Diana, you know, all these going all the way back to Babylon. You see, so when they talk about Mother Mary and baby Jesus, that's not Jesus. That's Nimrod or Tammuz who they begin to weep after and desire. It's all paganism, but that's how they work their way in. That's how they killed many of the saints. See, a lot of people can say, well, yeah, they did kill them. Yeah, but you're dying slowly in false religion. So you see, this thing is big. Look at verse, um, verse seven. And the angel said unto me, wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her which hath the seven heads and 10 horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall um, ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they shall dwell on the earth and shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life of of the, from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is so this beast was before this goes all the way back to babylon they call it the new age but all they're digging up again is nimrod's doctrine and that's why when you read in revelation 13 the bible will tell you that this beast was like unto a leopard. His feet were as the feet of a bear. His mouth was as the mouth of a lion. Lion symbolizes Babylon. You know, um, uh, uh, Greece symbolizes the leopard and you've got um, Persia that symbolized, you know, military might. But if you look at this beast, guys, most of the new age is built up in philosophy. It's in a lot of Greek philosophy, which goes back to Babylon. And you've got a lot of witchcraft involved in the new age, which goes right in line with Babylon as well. So this thing is going to be mixed, but this beast was, and is not, and yet is. So he existed before there came a point when his empire was destroyed, but now he's coming back and he's going to be an amalgamated force of all the seven kingdoms that, that went before it. That's why they all, you know, worship Nimrod and keep moving forward. So, anyway, verse 9 says, and here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. So, this seven mountains, guys, is seven empires. It doesn't mean seven hills of Rome. There are seven empires that took over Israel. Okay, going back to uh, Babylon, Assyria, you had uh, Persia, you had um, Greece, Rome, Egypt and i believe that revised roman empire which will be the empire of the antichrist okay this is the one that it's going to be cut up in but this guy will be the eighth which is nimrod i believe or someone like him but but is of the seven because he was before so he was not and he you know he is, he was he is not and yet he is they're bringing back the same doctrine that goes all the way back to nimrod and if you study Nimrod and you study the new age, they're all amalgamated. It is all the same. So, you know, that's the mind, okay, which sit at the, um, I mean, the mind, it has wisdom. I'm not saying that's fully yet, but that's what the Lord has given me. Look at 10. And there are seven kings, five are fallen and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So we know that that's the Antichrist. He's only gonna rule for seven years before Jesus Christ comes in and knocks him off. Verse 11 says, the beast that was, and is not. Even he is of the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. And the 10 horns which thou sawest are 10 kings which have received no kingdom as of yet but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. So when the Antichrist comes, he's gonna get his kingdom set up. But what's gonna draw people into the new world order and have them become obedient will be the the new world religion that is enticing the new ages today and drawing people away from Jesus, drawing them right into the mouth of the beast. So anyway, uh, look at verse 13. Look at what he says about them. These have one mind going right back to the Tower of Babel and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So they're gonna all think the same, believe the same, be on one accord. This whole world or this whole governmental system will be Antichrist. And what is the new age religion doing today? Bringing everybody up under the Antichrist. So look at verse 14. These shall make war with the land. And the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they shall all with Him, and they that are with Him, are called, chosen, and faithful. So as you can see, those who are of Christ will be called, they'll be chosen, and they will remain faithful, regardless of what religious system is going on at that time. And He saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest. Where the, uh, where the horse sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So this thing is going to be worldwide. It's going to be ruled by the Antichrist. And we've got to get to the place of giving our lives to Jesus, believing the truth, not getting caught up in, deli- uh, in delusion. So, you know, we got some of the new age religion out tonight, The Lord led me down many different avenues. I even felt like something was trying to attack my mind throughout the teaching. But you see, if we're not of Christ, then we will be of Antichrist. The Bible tells us, I believe in Jeremiah chapter six, that we need to go back to the old pathway, the old way, back to the beginning, fasting and prayer, giving things over to Christ, only believing in Christ, not compromising the gospel seeking the Holy Ghost so that we can be filled and being baptized in Jesus Christ. This is what we need to do guys. Okay. So, you know, that's the lesson for tonight concerning the new age, but we got to be called, we got to be chosen and we must remain faithful because there are so many things pitted against your mind to take you and I away from Jesus Christ. Okay. So I just want to say to people out there, if you know, you're not saved, and nobody knows this but you, you can give your life to Jesus Christ today while there is still time. You must repent of your sins. You must turn from your wicked ways. You must believe that Jesus Christ is the only way, okay? And you've got to renounce all sinful practices that you have been involved in, in the occult, whether it's necromancy, whether it's being a charmer, um, going to a fortune teller, whether it's fortune cookies, whether it's astrology or whatever you've been in, any sort of witchcraft that was mentioned tonight. And I would suggest you look up the occult so you can find out more occult practices because that's what the new age is about. And whatever those things are, you must renounce them in the name and blood of Jesus Christ that the devil will no longer have a legal right in your life. Okay? So... Get right with Christ while there is time. You must repent. You must believe in his death, burial, and resurrection and that Jesus Christ is the only way. You must believe that there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by Jesus Christ. So give your life to him today, guys, while there is still time. Okay, so let's pray real quick and then we'll go out from there. If anybody has any questions, put them in the description box. I'll stay open for two minutes to answer your question. And if not, I'll just close. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this time of sharing. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your wisdom and your understanding that you expose the dark side, Lord, that we may reprove it, that we may break free of it, that we may rebuke it and that we may live a life, Lord, that is right in your eyes. And I pray in Jesus' name that you break the bands of every, every enemy, every piece, Lord, that he's brought into your body, every false doctrine that's out there, Lord, that's going against your people. I pray in Jesus' name that you bind the devil. I pray, Lord, that you wipe out occultism, Lord, that you wipe out divination. I break the bands of necromancy, Lord, and all wizardry, all those involved in a new age. Lord, break those bands, break the familiar spirits, break the zodiac signs, break all astrology, Lord, and all witchcraft, because everything, and I mean everything, Lord, has got to bow down to the knee of Jesus Christ. And I just pray, Lord, that they get right with you, Lord. I pray that you place an anointing on these people. I pray that you set them free and fill them with your spirit, that they may be faithful, cold, and chosen vessels, that you can use in the last days. We pray and we ask, Lord, uh, that all these things be done for your glory and honor. And Lord, um, pray for our sister Tara's sister, Lord, who has cancer. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, let her get set free from her cancer. I pray for our sister Heather out there that is very sick, Lord, with lupus. I pray in Jesus' name that you bind the devil. I pray for all those brothers and sisters out there that are sick that need you, Lord, I pray that you lay your hands of healing upon him because we know that whom the son, which is Jesus Christ is set free, is free indeed. Let all those things be done for your glory and honor. Lord, I pray for Dunamis Tabernacle, that you lift it up. I pray, Lord, that you pour out your finances. I pray, Lord, that you bless them and give them everything they need to equip the saints for war. So we just pray and we ask, Lord, that you do it for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So, you know, uh, I don't know if there's any questions. Do you realize the spirit of the Lord uh, that is present during this teaching? Uh, Glory to God. Uh, He will not have us ignorant. He is equipping us because uh, we are more than conquerors in Christ. Amen, Sister Latoya. Praise the Lord indeed, you know, because half the time I don't even know what I'm saying up here. So I got to give the glory to him. There are times I can feel like, man, I've gone drunk and I'll listen to the teaching later and the Lord, you know, he'll come through and make those points. So tomorrow night's teaching is going to be called the Root of Bitterness. And it's important that we get into that. That will be at 7.35 p.m. Pacific time, 10.35 p.m. Eastern time. So I just want to say to my brothers and sisters, uh, Latoya, Kim, Tatiana, uh, man, there's so many here. Sister Sarah. Sister Tara, uh, brother Randy, uh, my sister Dawn, uh, Tina, and there's so many. I hate to miss a name. Sister Shadante. Uh, uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, there's some others. Uh, someone else, a um that was on here too. Um Let's see. There's so many. I'm not going to be able to keep up with them all. Coach P, uh, Sister Teresa in Texas, and um, Sister Naima. And I believe that might be it for now. They're not letting me go up any higher. But I just want to say I love you all. And at least until tomorrow night, guys, don't forsake your prayer closet. Spend time with the Lord. Get stronger in him and obey Him. Because you see, as you can see already, we've got so much we've got to conquer. So give it to the Lord. Get full of him. And at least until tomorrow night, guys, have a good night.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs>